Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to another Authority Hacker Podcast episode. First of all, I'd like to apologize for not getting back to you guys in terms of podcasts for a few weeks now. But there's one thing I really want to do with Authority Hacker, and it's not wasting your time. And when we don't have something super valuable to share with you guys, I don't want to release a podcast just because there's a weekly schedule. So I actually had some other podcasts recorded, but I didn't feel like they were good enough. And I want you guys that when you're going to be downloading or streaming an Authority Hacker podcast, I want you to feel like you're going to get value every single time. And that's one of the reasons why we didn't release for such a long time. But today... I feel we have something that's going to be very valuable to a lot of you guys. And that's basically the story of how Mark and I were able to take a blog post on health ambition that was making a little bit of money. It was making between 100 and $120 per month from AdSense and Amazon, so a little bit of money. And we were able to transform it into a stream of passive income that's around $2,500 per month now and, and it's still growing. And you'll see we still have a bunch of plans for that. And we actually believe we can take this to something that would probably make us a $1,000 a day. So I think that's quite useful because we're going to be sharing the exact things we did and what happened and the ups and downs and everything. So I will just let the episode go and I'll let the discussion between Mark and I go. But before that, I want to tell you that you can download the actual sales process and sales funnel we've been using for the tactic we discussed in this episode, authorityhacker.com slash product. So you just go on this address and you'll be landing on the show notes and you'll be able to download that probably in exchange for a social share or something. We need to, to spread the love a little bit. I also, talking about that, wanted to thank everyone that has been dropping a five-star review on iTunes. That's super valuable and thank you guys. That's how we get people to know about Authority Hacker, and that's how we basically justify the time that we spend sharing everything we've been doing with you guys. So if you're appreciating the information you find in this podcast, we'd be super grateful if you just spent five minutes going in your local iTunes store and dropping a honest review of what you think about this podcast. So I'll let the interview go now, and I'll see you at the end of the episode. Um, Hey guys, welcome to another Authority Hacker podcast. In this podcast with Mark again, and we're going to tell you a little bit of a, a story that happened to us over the last year, year and a half. And that's basically how we transform a blog post that was doing okay into an income stream of right now it's around $2,000, $2,500 a month. And, and it's just trickling every day and we actually have many ways to grow it. And we'll show you how we went from one blog post that did okay and uh, yeah, it was a little bit of luck and a little bit of promotion and how we transformed that into a fairly decent income stream. A lot of people would like to make that kind of money from a website, let alone a single blog post. Mark, first of all, thanks for joining. Yeah, uh, good to be here as always. <laughs> and do you want to just like explain how it all started? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't really a planned thing. We never sat down and say, hey, let's, you know, make a, a product uh, about this. It kind of happened in a, a little bit more of an organic way. We were basically, I mean, I, I use this analogy a lot, but throwing a lot of shit at the wall and seeing what stuck with our content on health ambition previously. And this one article started to 
started to do pretty well, and we decided to monetize it from there. Originally, it was an article like any other. It was about a thousand or so words from one of our basic writers, and that was pretty much it. I yeah, mean, nothing there, special not too to much it, right? More. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was after about six months or so that it, it started to to do. I mean, we basically we put it up there and we forgot about it. We have many other articles that were, were doing much better at the time. We never really uh, at the time we were posting every day as well. So it was like we had a lot of content coming up, and and it's like we're just posting and going to the next thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't until a few months later, actually quite a while later, that we, we looked back and we saw it started to do quite well. Yeah, I think that's an important point that it took six months for the article to actually get good traffic. And good traffic, we're talking 100 to 300 hits a day back then. So it's like, we're not talking about like a tidal wave of traffic. But for our site, for our site it was pretty usable at the time. It was one of the first articles we ever released on Health Ambition. Yeah, exactly. And even a little bit after it started doing well, I think it went down, uh, lost some rankings and, and stopped getting traffic pretty much altogether for a few months at least. Yeah, yeah. And so at that time, we were making like 100 to $120 per month from this article, mostly through AdSense. So that's like, for us, it was a great win, to be honest. It's probably some of the first dollars we ever made from the website. But it was very, very far from what we're making out of it today. Sure. Three bucks, four bucks a day on, on AdSense, it might not sound much, but when you start getting those things coming in, it's quite encouraging. And actually the AdSense revenue that you're you're getting from specific pages can be often, not always, but often an indicator of pages which have further monetization potential. Yeah. So so basically that ranked, that made that had like a hundred to three hundred hits a day for about four or five months. And then it just the rankings vanished, right? And it went down to like 30 or 40 hits per day. And that was back in uh, mid-September 2013. And, you know, it was basically, it lost also its revenue. And I guess it's because the article was not so, quote-unquote, fresh anymore. And freshness was, I feel, a little bit bigger back then than it is right now. They've kind of like tuned it down a bit. But back then, you could change the dates on your blog posts and just see the rankings shoot up if you just updated the ranking, the date. But we didn't know that at the time. And so I think that it lost its freshness and stopped ranking for decent keywords. And that's basically what made it tank. And then in September 2013, it just started going back up for, once again, we didn't know exactly why. But we didn't really work on that article. It just went back up. And Google and started getting about the same amount of traffic, 100 to 300 a day. And at that time, I was in Thailand, actually. And we decided to pick that page up a little bit. And I know you spent a bit of time on, on redoing the page and the content mark, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, just, just to be clear, it was it kind of started doing really well the very start of this year, like 1st of January kind of time. So in the health industry, health niche, it's it's not a very, I mean, that doesn't really tell you much because New Year's resolutions, everyone wants to lose weight, everyone is searching for health advice. So, you know, our traffic really spikes then anyway. I think it was like a, a month after that before we we sort of seen, oh, okay, this is actually continuing to do well and even improve beyond that. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to do a bit of work on that. So we did several things on the page, right? We First of all, Thrive Content Builder just came out. And if you guys don't know what it is, it's basically a drag and drop page builder for WordPress. So it, it allowed us to, to make a page that looks a lot more nice, et cetera. So it was a recipe blog post. 
And so we were able to do things like nice little recipe boxes and, and like more fancy images and nice like step-by-step -step boxes. Just basically make the page look pretty nice. So that's one of the, the first things we did, right? Yeah, and there was honestly there was some much more basic things as well, just really basic formatting, making the article look more scannable and inviting to the reader to to read, and just just kind of a little bits and pieces that we wouldn't necessarily have spent a lot of time on before, but before we decided, okay, we want to focus on monetizing this a lot more than say other articles we had and i think it was about that time we added the no it was definitely that time we added the content upgrade as well right yeah yeah. so basically it was a recipe blog post so we just created um, a free pdf with a dozen more recipes that people can download and so it was just like a, a big button and at the time it was actually a box with like call to action etc that said hey we have this this recipe book as well just click here to download it and that allowed us to start collecting emails. And literally, uh, we had like a generic pop-up that was, no, the whole site at the time. And that's the first time we actually started doing category segmentation for collecting emails. So like rather than like having a big opt-in for the whole site, we had an opt-in for just that one category and specifically that one blog post. And we both used pop-ups that were targeted to that one blog post and content upgrades in the post. And that basically tripled our opt-in rate. So I think we would get maybe like 20 emails a day and that went to like 60 back then. And we, we actually knew what these people wanted. They went into a different list and we knew they wanted recipes about, and in that case, we didn't say, but it was about juicing. So people, we knew they care, they care about juicing and so on. And that allowed us to know a little bit more what to tell them and what eventually to sell them. Yeah, and, and just to add to that sort of mini recipe book, I think you're right, there's like 12 or maybe it was 15 recipes. They were, the majority of them were actually on our site already, just scattered around various other different juicing blog posts and, and things like that. And maybe we, we, we added an extra couple in ourselves there, but the vast majority of it was not kind of new content that we went out of our way to, to produce. Rather, we were just organizing stuff that you already had and giving it to people in sort of PDF, in this case, a recipe book. It was quite easy to do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, basically it's like you can always recycle some of your existing content into this thing, these content upgrades and stuff. They don't always need to be super original content and everything. They just need to add value to the blog post people are reading right now. Yeah. And a lot of the time, specifically with content upgrades, I find that it's not doesn't necessarily have to be something super unique and super original. It's a lot of the value in what you're giving someone is more in the organization of the content. So in this case, with our, our recipes, we had twelve or fifteen harvinators recipes, and you know they're ones for the morning, ones for the afternoon. There's one for to give you more energy and these kind of things. So we kind of covered all of the bases. So it's. Okay, I mean, it's only 12, but the, it's a one-stop shop kind of for anyone who wants to juice. You could literally just use these recipes, and that would be you good forever, in theory. Yeah. It's also about the format. So, like, one thing I do a bit on Authority Hacker is basically write a tutorial and, like, have all the screenshots and so on, and then basically do it and make a video of it. And it's basically the same thing. It's just like, well, you can watch the video and do as I go, and it's, like, a little bit easier. And, and I don't even add more information or like really, really a little bit only, but a lot of people still opt in and go for these things. So like it doesn't need to be big all the time. It's more important to be more to be related to the content than to be extremely unique actually. 
Exactly. And again, because it's something that people can download, there's zero issues with uh, duplicate content or any anything like that if you already have it on your blog somewhere else. Yeah. And one thing we did at the time as well, I did that thing actually, is I took the exact same recipes on the blog post and I made the most ugly infographic <laughs> I've ever it, done in my life. It, it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you've looked around our websites, you can see how good I am at Photoshop i.e. pretty terrible. Yet, the infographic, let me actually check right now, but I think, I think I'm on that page right now. But that page now has 34,029 repeats. Wow. And that's all organic. I did not cheat here. So just because I made a piece of content that's, it was more like a how-to piece of content than it was like a designer piece of content. But people on Pinterest absolutely loved it. And that brought us quite a bit of traffic. If I look into analytics right now, I was looking, I think it sent us like 15 or 16,000 visits, that one Pinterest pin. You got to share the, the image in the show notes for this podcast, yeah, actually, so I'll, people can see it. Just, it. just to explain, it <laughs> looks like it was made in paint with <laughs> like, uh, you know, all different fonts and Times New Roman and uh, it was horrible. Yeah. But did pretty well. Uh, yeah, for, that's Can't probably, argue with the results. That's one of the probably like well, that's one of the cases where like one of my best successes in Pinterest. I've I've actually overdone many designers we've hired to do pins for us. Like I don't think any of them ever beat us. Did that horrible pin. So and and that's quite interesting. And obviously that only applies if if your niche works in Pinterest. So if you're like a plumber, don't try that. It's not gonna work. But in that case, because it was health and juicing and the fruits and stuff. Uh, people got a little bit crazy about that. And I think the traffic from Pinterest converted twice more than the organic traffic, actually. So we got a bunch of emails, but we're actually we were not doing anything with these emails, right? We we're like, oh, great. People are giving us their emails. And that's the time when we had absolutely no idea what to do with emails. Yeah, um, I mean, we had the foresight that we, we knew from our friends, from other people who have websites, who have authority sites, that email is always the best or the most successful way in which they monetize. At the time, we weren't doing it at all, but we, we knew in future it's something we would want to do. That's why we set up the email capture. That's why we had the segmented list and all that. And yeah, you're, you're right. We were capturing their, their details and giving them the free content upgrade, but we weren't doing anything beyond that. As he got to the point where we were getting so many emails that we, we kept having to like upgrade our... I think we were on get response yeah, at the yeah, time, yeah. <laughs> but we kept having to upgrade our package because we had so many so many emails and was, we weren't monetizing it. So I think we're probably one of the few people that, that had that kind of problem. Yeah, we're actually losing money from collecting emails at that time. And our get response account got so expensive that we moved to Entreport, which is a pretty expensive solution. Entreport is $297 per month. So that's, we're not talking about a small expense here. And we were still making the money from email, right? But the GetResponse account had so many contacts that it was getting more expensive than that. So, <laughs> so we're actually, out of necessity, I think we figured out the product and email, and we're going to talk about that. But basically, from all these things, the traffic went from about 500 visits per day to a peak of 2,300 visits per day on that one blog post. And obviously, over time, the Pinterest traffic died out. Social media is not ongoing traffic. It's usually like it spikes out and goes down a bit. Even though we still get repins and we still get traffic to it, it's not 
nearly as much as, as when we released the pin. And if I wanted to boost the traffic to that, I would probably just need to, you know, like blindfold one of my eyes and try to do another horrible pin uh, with the other one. Uh, but, but yeah, it dies off. But still, we have organic traffic to that page that's pretty stable. And, and I suspect that that craziness on Pinterest, actually, Pinterest pins actually show up on Google Masters Tool if you check the links to your website. So I suspect that that actually pushed our organic uh, rankings. Uh, the fact that it went that crazy and we had, even if the links are no follow, I've, I suspect on that, with these kind of numbers, it helped quite a bit. And we ranked for fairly competitive keywords with that one post, right? Yeah. And it's worth pointing out as well. I mean, I'm looking at the analytics at the moment. It It is sort of like on a bit of a downward trend, but that's the second half of the year. Health issues tend to be a bit more forgotten. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll it'll reverse again in the January. The thing is, it's also about weight loss. So now people are more worried about eating their Thanksgiving turkey and, and all that stuff than <laughs> they are about losing weight. And so, yeah, I mean, if you look at the trends we have year on year, it's, it's always the same. So not really worried about the downwards trend right now. We know on January 1st it's just going to go nuts again. So yeah, but like actually the social media and the fact that we, we, we did the blog post and that's the blog post I actually mentioned in the formatting blog post that there is on Authority Hacker and I'm going to link to that in the show notes. But yeah, it's doing all that stuff, doing a little bit of marketing around actually pushed up our rankings and we actually got some organic links from from that as well, like people picked it up from Pinterest and linked out to it and so on. And that, I think that really pushed up our rankings and, and really gave us a steady income of traffic. So now, I mean, obviously it's on a downward trend, but it spikes up at still over a thousand per day, this blog post. Yeah, and around the same time, we also started focusing in a little bit more on, on producing other juicing content, you know, really like trying to, I guess, establish ourselves more as one of our, our specialities of the, of the site. And you and I even bought juicers and yeah. started doing it ourselves. I, I still do do it every day, actually. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and so basically what we did is we did a little bit more keyword research and we were like, look, we're collecting all these emails. Probably someday it's going to be useful. Right now it's going to be costing us a bunch of money, but might as well do it right. And so what we've done is we went back to our writers. We brainstormed, I think, over 20 pieces of content on the topic. I mean, if I look at our dressing category now, there's quite a bit of content about it. And it all basically offers the same content upgrade. So it all offers this, this little recipe book with these 12 recipes that people download like crazy. Right now, it's been downloaded over 12,000 times, I think. So it's a, it's a pretty, pretty significant amount of people that downloaded it. By creating more content, actually, this blog post was, I would say, like, Probably like 80 or 90% of our addressing traffic, and now it's only 40%. So, so the fact that we were able to expand content on the same topic and offer the same thing, and that, that goes back to the content clusters thing I'm actually talking a lot about in the upcoming authority course for Authority Hacker. We were able to build that very targeted email list that all cares about the same thing, which is using juicing for health and various kind of like health benefits. And we still do get over 100 emails per day from that one category, actually. So that's quite a bit of, of people. And that's all done from in-post call to action and exit intent pop-ups. So I actually talk a lot about it on Authority Hacker, so I'll link also to his blog posts. But just using these two, we get a very, very high opt-in rate and a lot of emails. So tell us what we did next. Well, we created a, an ebook, created a product. Uh, it's actually a series of e- e-books. And... Again, we didn't really create too much new content here. I think when I was putting it together, it was about 200 pages in total done in Word, which is quite a lot. But 
honestly, I think I ordered maybe two articles, three, two thousand, three thousand words of, of content for just to go in there. And I sort of wrote the introduction and kind of made it flow. But essentially, it is just our juicing blog post. Like it's edited quite quite a bit, though. Like sure, in, in design and, and stuff. But in, in terms of raw information, there isn't a whole lot more. <laughs> that you can get from that you can't get from our site for free again it's just it puts it in a nice order and kind of i guess walks like a beginner through the whole process rather than just throwing a bunch of random links at them or something but my point is it wasn't too expensive to create and that was the point we didn't want to go all out and you know spend thousands of dollars on on creating something weren't 100% sure i mean we had a pretty good idea but we weren't 100% sure how it would sell and and stuff like that. So that was kind of the approach. Although we have to admit, we actually created a lot of content for the blog that we were using the ebook, you know? When yeah, of course, of course, that's true. So so there was an additional cost from the point of saying, hey, this, this one blog post does well to creating more content. This was definitely a cost. Like 20 pieces of content, I imagine, we paid like probably like $800 or something for that. So that was essentially our ebook, you know? Yeah, sure. The point is, we the, we started from a base where we had a lot of it already yeah. made prior to this. One thing that's interesting as well is that the same content actually allows us to capture leads. And most people, the reason this works is because most people read one blog post and then give you their email and they never read the rest, right? So they they read like they'd be like, oh yeah, I read that on the site, but that's only like five percent of the ebook because there's so many blog posts about the topic. I don't know what you wanted to add to that. No, that that pretty much covers it. So we built the ebook it's actually four ebooks we we did it that way because we wanted to have like the main one and then three bonuses just as a psychological thing to help when our when we created the sales page and we used drive content builder again to to build our our sales page uh, for it um, actually let's talk about the first sales page like the very first one that you built uh-huh i mean it was literally uh kind of I don't know how, how many words it was, but it, it was very short, didn't really say too much, had a sort of attention-grabbing headline, talked about uh, various pain points, and you know, just kind of introduced the product. We tested it out to start with to see if people would click through by actually having it for free, and a lot of people did. So we knew we were kind of like onto something, and then we just started, we slapped the price on it and started charging people. And slowly but surely, people started buying it. Uh, this was, I mean, it was super, super basic. Yeah. I mean, it, it took like a few hours to, to, to set the whole thing up and that was it. Versus sort of when, when you came in and redid it, I know you spent days researching it, even yeah, weeks. Yeah, I'll explain that after. But one thing that's important is how we drove traffic to that page. And basically, we didn't even email the people that gave us their email at the time. We actually only... Show that page just after people opt in. So it's like after people opt in, we were like, hey, we're going to send you this ebook in the next 15 minutes. In the meantime, check out this cool thing we have for you. And basically, there was a button that says continue. And when they click continue, it sent them to that sales page, which was basically just just basically a, a bunch of words and your picture on it and just a buy button. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good point, actually. Like We used Entreport to delay the email by 15 minutes so people wouldn't be distracted by that and, and, and not click through to our, our thank you page. Click through the offer, rather. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's basically what we did. So doing the, the sales page, how long did it take you? A couple hours. 
Yeah. Like like half a day, let's just say, right? Yeah, yeah. Did that. I mean, answering emails in between and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Probably about half a day. So we did the sales page in half a day. We, we used the content we had already on the website. <laughs> uh, it's, sorry, it's worth pointing out. We actually created, uh, I think, three or four versions of it, which were a little bit different. And we A-B tested those to see which one would yeah. get the most click-throughs. I think it was just the headline and a few things, right? Not much A-B test. There was one sort of main A-B test, which was like two very different angles. One was pushing the weight loss. One was pushing the health side of things. And the weight loss was obviously uh, you know, much more much more successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, we deliver both information in the in the ebook. Yeah, uh, that's... and the reason we were able to test pretty fast is because we had already optimized our opt-ins. So we had already optimized our content upgrades. We already optimized our pop-up. We did all of that, and we did a little bit more. No, you did a little bit more on that, but we were able to pretty consistently get a hundred people give us their email, which means a hundred people were seeing the sales page every day. So that's you know, in a couple of days, you have a pretty good idea whether you're going to sell any or not. Yeah, and that was quite unique, I think. I don't think too many people launch a product under those circumstances. The traditional way is you know, you, you spend a bit of money on PPC or, or some uh-huh. other form of advertising to generate that initial traffic that you use to test. But we already had it. We just weren't monetizing it. Yeah. So, but I think it's a good one for a lot of people that have traffic but don't know how to make money out of it. Then first work, work on your content upgrade and then, then follow that process. And actually talking about that, there's going to be a downloadable of the whole process and the whole flow and funnel on authorityhacker.com. So just go on site and there's going to be a, to, a link in the show notes. Click on that and then you'll be able to download um, the flow and the flow chart of this. But yeah, so we just did that and we were making like one to three sales a day, right? Something like that. Yeah, it was very. It started off very slow. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't much, but it was something. So, and the ebook was for sale for nineteen dollars, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was already like twenty to sixty dollars a day, which, which is already pretty nice to have. So, if you extrapolate it, that's like you know six hundred to eighty, one thousand eight hundred. So, not bad. What we did then is once we proved the concept, and we're like, okay, we could probably spend a little bit more time trying to convince people a little bit better. To buy the ebook, and so we scrapped our our pretty terrible sales page and made something a little bit nicer. So I spent a little bit of time on that, and I spent a lot of time finding the arguments and building the sales page. And I'll link to a video from my friend Shane on building sales pages because I, I think he talks about it way better than I do. And I just followed his footsteps basically. Yeah, so I did that, and I, I did things like watching TED talks about weight loss and stuff like that to find the arguments and make sure it, we have it in the ebook and basically convince people better. And also on the design and the design, same thing. I worked on it with Thrive Content Builder. They actually released the uh, landing pages just at, just at that time, so we could actually make really really nice sales pages with it, and that was that was super useful. So I, th- uh, I think just to interrupt there, I think you, you kind of said something, but you, I just want to make sure everyone gets it. Like TED. Gail said he, he watched TED Talks about health and uh, weight loss. For those who don't know, TED, T-E-D dot com is a company or a charity or something. They basically have hundreds of events every year and they invite really awesome, inspirational, amazing people to, to give short 15-minute presentations. You know, Bill Gates has done one. Uh, I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg and all these kind of super famous people, but also like scientists and, and just generally 
people are very knowledgeable and the quality of the presentations is amazing. And if you look through some of them in your niche, and again, it won't apply to, to every niche out there because it's not going to be covered, but health certainly was, and I, I know a lot more will be too. You can find some really effective arguments in those presentations that people, people give, and you can really use that to your advantage. And it's usually like pretty well backed up, you know, it's like it's not some shady advice from around the corner or whatever. It's like these people have credentials, they know what they're talking yeah. about. And so and so you can really use that. That was a really, really good source of inspiration for sales pages, actually, which I don't think I've ever heard anyone do. But yeah, so I spent a bit of time on that. You made us really, really small autoresponder as well back in the day. You had like two emails in it. But you started off just with a couple very, very basic you know, they, they added some value. They gave, not gave away, but talked about some of the concepts in the book, built a little bit of suspense and linked to the sales page. Yeah. So basically these emails just like give value and link back to the sales page. So basically it's like, it's kind of like walking the persuasion weapon. It's like if they didn't buy the first time, then you're going to email them even more value and be like, hey, if you like this, click here to buy the ebook. And then if they didn't buy it, well, there's another email coming in. Hey, here's more information. If you're interested in that stuff, it's also in the ebook, etc. So we would take a different angle and different piece of information that's covered in the ebook and give a little bit of a taste of it and basically link back to it. And so I extended that with my uh, broken English emails, but <laughs> it's still working, you know. And I was able to just to spend a bunch of time adding value and, and you know building a bit of scarcity. One thing I did also at the time is I created a trial offer so people can actually get the ebook for one dollar and pay the rest to eighteen hundred dollars seven days later. Yeah, this is hugely effective actually. It's quite easy to do this on ClickBank as well, which uh, most people probably are using uh, for if this is going to be selling ebooks. But it really increases the number of of people that that are buying your product. You know, one dollar is nothing and it's a very good psychological technique and you get you end up getting the rest of the money the same as you would have charged anyway just a week later so yep and one thing i was able to do as well with that with that offer is i was able to put a facebook retargeting pixel on a sales page and basically the one if people didn't buy then the one dollar offer was following them on facebook for 30 days and and so far our stats are like we paid ten dollars to make a twenty dollar sell so it's a pretty profitable thing and it just gives us free sales basically yep <laughs> so so we did that and then so it's it was pretty nice but obviously the maximum card value was 19 dollars, which you know it's it's nice but you're not gonna buy a ferrari with that so not that we can right now buy a ferrari <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, from that ebook but you know what i mean um, one day one day <laughs> the goal Basically, there's, there's, there's a few ways to make more money. It's you either get more people buy your product or you get the people that buy your product spend more money. And so what we did is we actually had one old product that was pretty much a failed product because of the wrong angle, I think, and the way, the way it was sold. But hey, that's how you learn. That we actually put as an upsell, which is an ebook about doing 10 changes in your life to have a much healthier lifestyle. And we put this one as an upsell. So after people buy the ebook they don't get sent to a thank you page they get sent to a page that says a little bit more about this second ebook and if they click on the button add it to my order then it's automatically added to their order they don't need to put their payment information again or anything and we sold that for 15 dollars. so all of a sudden maximum card value went from 20 to 35 and actually about 30 percent of people take that right now 
Yeah, and it's interesting because, I mean, we say it's a failed product. The product itself is very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a writer spend a lot of time creating that essentially health hacks book. It's not really related to juicing at all. I mean, there's I don't think there's any juicing information in it. Although the end result of what people are looking to achieve, i.e. lose weight, you know, obviously covers that to an extent as well. Yeah, um, but like still, it was a, it was it allowed us to make more money and to also see that some people are ready to spend more money. And I think that's the important learning. I think we can probably create a better upsell at some point. But what we wanted to see is like, hey, did people buy it and be like, and were like ready to pull their money out, or or did they buy it and they wanted even more? And that answered that question, and that was that was pretty interesting. And that's basically where we're at at this point. We did a bit of A/B testing, etc. And we're going to talk about what we're going to do later. But basically today, our worst days are like $70 a day. Our best days are like $200 a day from this ebook. I think we had that yesterday or something. And that's nice from starting from a semi-successful blog post. Uh, if you think about it, we were making $120 a month maximum when this whole thing started. And now, now it's, it's an income stream that could sustain one of us in Budapest pretty much, you know? Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, there's plenty of people that would uh, love to have a, a 100, 200 bucks a day. I dare say passive because it's not exactly. Oh, it's right, pretty much passive uh, now. Work, you know, if we didn't touch it, it would run itself. Sure. So the, the one thing is, is I actually believe we can take this to $1,000 a day at some point. And I wanted to talk about the several ways we could do that, achieve that, and probably what we're going to work on. Because some people might already have that and, and want to know what, what they could do next. And actually, and I don't have that on the notes, Mark, but I think the first thing we could do is work on our upsells, I think. And that's one thing we've been talking about is maybe there are already membership sites about juicing where they just give you recipes and you know tutorials and stuff like that. And you can charge like 10 to $20 per month. And actually offering that to people that buy the ebook would make a lot of sense, especially if we were able to do things like create an app so that they can have it on their iPad when they do juice or something like that. Then that's that's the kind of stuff where we would be able to transform a one of twenty or thirty five dollar transaction into a two hundred and forty dollars a year membership fee. That's a lot more money. I think another one we could do as well is very simple. Basically, we make most of our sales from emails and people opting in. So just getting more juicing content and more emails equals more sales for us. And I'll let you go through the rest of the list, actually, Mark. Sure. I mean, you, you touched on this earlier. One way is to, to get more people, but the other, other way is to increase the, increase the value of the car or optimize the amount of people who are actually buying. So there's a lot of CRO um, that, we can, that we can do. You know, the, the autoresponder especially, we haven't really done any, uh, at least I don't think we've done any A-B testing no, on that. No, we haven't, no. Um, and... Uh, uh, Entreport actually allows you to do that, um, which is one of the benefits it has over um, Infusionsoft, which is the other kind of one of these uh, tools. Um, another thing we haven't done at all, um, we haven't even, even started, is r- recruiting affiliates. I think we just had our first affiliate sa- um, make a sale for it last week, yeah. um, but we have no idea where he came from um, or or who he or she is actually. Um, but you know, we, obviously, we had had looked in the past for um, these kind of products, juicing ebooks on ClickBank to promote, and you know, we we saw there was a bit of a gap in the market uh, because it, it, 
for various reasons, but basically the products were kind of like too spammy or just very not very well marketed. Yeah, there was the no like pages were not very good or tested. Yeah, so there was no like no products with good content plus good marketing, and I think ours okay, it's not perfect, and there's a lot of improvements. But ours is pretty good in both those those uh, angles. Um, so I think it's it would be worth us identifying who's promoting um, these products, uh, the, the other products, and outreaching to them, getting in touch with them and saying, hey, you know, do you want to promote ours as well? So recruiting affiliates um, to, to generate traffic for us and to, uh, to, to generate more sales. I think we, we offer 75%, which is like the maximum you can offer of commission on, uh, on ClickBank for it. Um, and I, that seems to be quite common. Um, I remember years ago when I was first starting out in, in internet marketing, I was reading about this, and a lot of people offer very high commissions on the front, um, end, yeah. on the front end because you know once you have that customer, you know you obviously have their details. You can keep making money from that customer in in future, you know, and especially if we roll out something like a membership site as well. So it's always worth paying, you know, a very good commission to get as many affiliates as 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 possible to send you send you traffic. Yeah, the product basically becomes a lead generation tool for other products. Yeah, exactly. And you still make some money off it as well yep. because there's no cost of producing a, an extra ebook. You know, uh, it's a it's a fixed cost. Um. Yeah, what else? Um, the PPC. I think we could like. And I didn't try on this one, but I've done it. I think some of you guys might have joined Authority Hackers through Facebook PPC. So obviously, uh, we do a little bit of that. And 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 the thing is, uh, I would probably not send PPC traffic to like buy the ebook directly. I would probably make an opt-in page for the free ebook and advertise it to people that are part of juicing groups or like juicing pages, etc. Because hey, it's a free recipe ebook. Everyone that does juicing wants that, uh, and so we get probably emails for very cheap. I, I imagine we could probably even get under one dollar for some countries um, per email. Yeah, and this comes comes back to um, something which we've we haven't really done in too much detail yet, but trying to figure out what the kind of value or lifetime value of a customer is. Um, obviously, for us. Right now, there's a limited amount of things we're selling them. You know, the the juicing ebook plus the upsell. But even when we we have more products to sell or more membership areas, things like that, then really the the potential value of lifetime value to our business of one customer starts to become quite significant, and that therefore justifies a lot more spending on uh, on on PPC um, to to sort of get the customer's first foot in the door. And I know there are many businesses which actually make a loss on their, their first product um, through, you know, because they're spending so much on advertising, but they know that um, a certain percentage of people who buy the first product then go on to join the memberships area or buy the second product and the upsells and, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, uh, it's it's how this business works, especially information products. I mean, they cost nothing. It costs nothing to send an extra PDF. So, um, so it's like people are willing to play pretty hard on margins because they know it's all profit anyway. Um, uh, another thing that that we could do as well is um, using the Amazon Kindle Marketplace. So it's probably the biggest ebook marketplace out there. Um, and we're not touching it right now, but what we could do is we could take a couple of our blog posts and create cheap Kindle ebook for like $1 or $2, et cetera. 
um, that would be, I don't know, like 30, 40 pages, 50 pages maybe. And at the end, offer some kind of bonuses, so uh, an extra 15 pages PDF or something. And uh, people could download it by going to an opt-in page of ours, basically downloading this bonus. And we know these people have bought already an ebook from us. It was just a cheap one for $2 on Amazon. And we could upsell them the bigger one for $20. And then the upsell cycle goes on. So basically using Amazon, the Amazon Kindle Marketplace, not only to make some money, because sure, you can sell an ebook for $2, but you can sell hundreds and hundreds. And some people sell hundreds per day. So um, that could be quite a bit of money, actually. But also, consider it as a lead generation uh, platform. Just try to deliver huge value and get high reviews, rank very high, get a lot of people buy it, and then just, just sell a lot more stuff to these people by putting bonuses behind an opt-in page and um, offering it at the end of the book. So then you can do classic uh, email marketing to these people. So that's, um, that's one that I don't see. I mean, the really big Amazon publishers do that, but... I don't see many people do that, and, and Amazon has so many buyers, especially with the, um, the new Kindle uh, Unlimited, where people pay, I think they pay like 20 bucks or 10 bucks a month, and they can download as many books as they want. Uh, and you still get paid on Amazon as an author, and, and you could get a lot of people just go and download your bonuses, and that's free leads, basically. Um, so that's, I think that's a pretty... Wow, that's fun. awesome. I, I didn't know that about that Kindle Unlimited thing. Yeah. Um, it's the first time I've heard of it. <laughs> well, Is that just in the US? or? I, I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, but I mean, you can VPN that or something. That's cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, you can... Uh, it, it can be a really nice uh, lead generation platform, so we've already done everything for that. We just need to put together a little bit of an ebook. And uh, um, basically, we'll probably use our email list and all the people that did not buy the expensive ebook, and basically send them the two-dollar ebook and be like, "Hey, you didn't, you know, you want a light version of the main one? Sure, go go buy it on Amazon for two bucks or one buck or even free at launch, you know." So we get a lot of downloads, a lot of ratings, and then um, and then rank high and get a bunch of organic downloads. It's like SEO basically. Um, and finally, I think um, one thing we could do better is. And, you know, we need to work on that, but is actually have a follow-up content. So, like, basically right now we have an autoresponder that lasts two weeks, and it basically sells that ebook in in many, many, many different ways. Um, but the thing is, you know, a percentage of these people are never going to buy that ebook anyway. It doesn't mean they're not interested in the problem, uh, and it doesn't mean they wouldn't buy any product. So uh, that's where affiliate marketing could kick in, and we could make other offers, um, like, Things like weight loss offers because we talk quite a bit about weight loss, and and all the other problems we propose to solve with juicing. Maybe maybe more classic ways to do that uh, with other people's product and and you know from something like ClickBank you can make seventy five percent. So that's pretty sizable in, uh, amount of income that we could uh, use these leads that essentially didn't buy the product because you know even if we got we're not at five percent now, but even if we got five percent of people buying the ebook, it means ninety five percent did not buy it. And these people, it doesn't mean they're not interested in anything. So I think that's uh, that's definitely a way to make this funnel a lot more profitable. Um, so yeah, that's basically it on, on things we can do and things we will do eventually. Um, but uh, I can see that thing be $1,000 a day passive income once this is all done properly and we have hundreds of juicing articles and this PPC running and all of that. So um, Definitely. There's, there's one other tip we, we didn't mention I, I want to I talk about. Um, that we implemented just a few days ago, 
Um, and I, I can't remember where I got the idea from it, but it, this happened to me. Uh, but basically what we do is when people click through to the sales page from, from anywhere um, and they don't buy, Entreport will send them an email later that day saying, you know, was there a problem with their payment or is there anything, you know, we can, we can help you with? Do you have any questions? And uh, I mean, so far, there's a, f- a few people who have, have responded to that, but it's just an extra way, I think, to um, get people to engage in the buying process because you know we for, we often forget that a lot of people are still have issues with you know putting their credit card in online and and those kind of things um so that's just another little thing that, that can help out yeah i think there's plenty plenty of little things like that that we can do better even things like if people did not open the first email or did not download the original free ebook then instead of following up with the rest maybe like put them in its own sequence and and basically follow up with them until they download the ebook and get a lot of value from us because then they are more likely to buy the paid one, you know? Sure. So yeah. there's, there's many little things um, that we can do, and we'll probably talk about it as, as we implement them. Obviously, um, and, and I want to talk a little bit about everything we learned through that process, um, which, which is pretty interesting, and, and it shows that, you know, focusing is sometimes more important then, you know, us going back to our keyword research and producing even more blog content on house ambition and doing all of that. And a lot of people, you know, check the website out and they're like, hey, you're not really posting lately. Like, what's going on? Are you guys stopping this website, etc.? And I was like, no, we're making money. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're working on making money. And, and then sometimes it's not just about pushing out free content all the time. And same with Authority Hacker. I'm just focusing on actually uh, having an offer for you guys that uh, has a lot of value because... Uh, because yeah, that's that's how you run your authority site. It's not just about it's not blogging. It's not the same thing. It's about creating a business eventually, um, and and a, creating a business is not all advertising and promotion, which essentially is what your blog is. Uh, it's it's a way to get traffic. It's a get, way to get you know more people know about you, etc. It's not a way to make uh, a lot of money. Uh, the way to make a lot of money is to have a commercial offering, and and that's basically what we focused on. And sometimes it's hard to focus on everything. Um, Another learning, I think, is focus on what works. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I have this little thing working on the side, but, you know, I'm going to have this other big project I'm going to do, etc. cetera. Uh, by really focusing on this juicing category, and that's probably one of the first categories we've done it for, uh, we were really able to basically, you know, 20x the income if you look at the first $100 per month, you know? Um, and And that's... Uh, pretty powerful, and I don't think we could have done that by producing a sh- you know a lot of content and and making this from AdSense. Um, do you want to talk about other learnings? Um, sure. <laughs> Maybe not. I can do it if you want. Yeah, All I right. kind of lost you midstream there. <laughs> sure, no problem. It's not live, but we're not gonna cut that. <laughs> <laughs> So this is Sunday. I'm very hungover. <laughs> so so one thing that 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 there is to learn is you know initially this blog post didn't do well at all, right? It took six months for it to get any traffic, mm-hmm. um, and then it went up a little bit. It was like 300 visits per day, 200 visits per day, which was nice at the time for the size of a website. But then it went down again to like 30 visits, um, and then it went back up. And then we walked on it and it went up and up and up. But the thing is, uh, these things are not always like streamlined and, and nice and just waiting for you to just do the next thing and boom, right away you're going to make a lot more money. Um, no, it, it was actually pretty hard for us. It was 
kind of a big gamble when we spent all that time doing the content upgrade and all of that, and actually paying for these emails we didn't use. Um, now they're, they're, they're proving valuable, but um, they're, they're, you know, it was a financial risk at the time. Um, but the thing is, there are, um, there are ups and downs, and you should not look at your daily, you know, your daily stats and everything, because uh, especially me, I get affected a lot by this. Um, and uh, you, know, you, you get a bad day, and you're like, oh my god, this is all falling apart. Uh, it's never going to work again, and and I'm like, oh, fuck, let's just, let's just go and find a job and everything. Um, you know. I don't think it's ever gotten that bad. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean. Like, I, I exaggerate a bit, but uh, there are ups and downs. Um, but what you need to do is you need to like step back and look at the last six months or 12 months yeah. uh, and look at the trend because that's, that's really what's telling you what's working and not working. You will have bad days, you will have great days, um, and, and they actually don't really mean much. Uh, what, you know, you, that's why... More and more, I'm working on doing things like monthly reports for our sites, etc., to kind of build that discipline to um, to to take a step back on on daily stats and so on, because uh, that's something that you can get quite emotional about. Um, another learning is uh, you can reuse your content again and again and again. And actually, um, what's our refund rate on that product? Like six percent, seven percent? It is, uh, but you know, I, I get most of the emails, and the majority of complaints, uh, believe it or not, are people thought it was a real physical book, not an ebook, despite it being mentioned as an ebook like a hundred times on the sales page. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, n- I, um, to my knowledge, not one person has complained that uh, this uh, most of this content is available for free in the blog. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people don't realize that. Um, again, our, our site's quite sizable. We have a, a lot of articles that would be quite difficult for everyone to find. I mean, they could just search for juicing and they would find a lot of it for free. But you know, people aren't uh, necessarily aware that they're they're reading stuff which is available for free on the site. Yeah, and they're cool with it. They pay for the form factor, right? They pay for the thing that's organized for them and done for them, and it just you know they don't exactly, exactly. So, so and so, if if they if they did complain about it fine i mean we could we'll have like a no quibbles refund policy i mean we have to because we're on clickbank but we would anyway so yeah that's fine like if someone complains you just give them their money back and you know you make another dozen sales in that in the meantime you know and and, yeah and most of them will not worry so yeah refunds refunds are a part of this game um and just figure you know 10 percent to be safe of, of everything you sell is going to get refunded if you're selling a um, digital product like this. Um, it's it's very normal. I mean, you're, you're always going to have people that request a refund just, you know, because they know they can and get their money back. Um, but it's it's actually very quite rare um, that, that people do that, I, I believe. Yeah, so uh, it's it, it's a it's a little bit mind-blowing, especially when you haven't done it before. To be honest, I was expecting people to complain a lot about this. Uh, and they didn't, you know, uh, like yeah. nobody did. And it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it makes me feel a lot better about that whole thing. It makes the whole process feel a lot easier if you can create content, see if it works well, free as a blog post, and then just obviously edit it a bit and try to add some value to it, etc. cetera, uh, especially organize it and then, and then sell it and, and actually make decent money out of it. Um, and finally, the, the fourth lesson is that uh, you can sparkle some pretty serious income from small successes, as long as you can identify them and take action. So if you have, you know, if you have a blog post and you have that one blog post that does well, you know, start by implementing a content upgrade and see if people are willing to give their email. 
if they're willing to give their email on the thank you page, put you know a pretty crappy pitch for a product and put a buy button and check who clicks on buy. Don't even build the product yet. Um, and then if people click on buy, then build the first version of a product and actually see if people go all the way to through the checkout. And if they do, then, then you can improve that over time and basically build it up. And the reason this worked well is because there was no plan, I think. It's because we didn't have a big ambition for this. We were just like, hey, let's just you know, try to make a little bit of money out of this. Sure. And, and it's also worth saying that like, we didn't really invent any kind of new form of marketing here. I mean, this is very standard internet marketing procedure that we're, we're following, really. I mean, sure, we're, we've, we've kind of done particularly well in a, a few of the, the, the minor um, steps or ways we've, we've implemented it. But the basic thing of having some kind of offer and um, um, giving away uh, free products to build value and, you know, capturing emails and pre-selling and, and all, it's, it's, you know, the bread and butter, if you will, of, of internet marketing. Um, so a lot of the time, you know, it was just there waiting for us, just a case of, of doing it. Yeah, but I think a lot of people that will listen to this are in the same situation. They have a blog and they want to start making money out of it uh, and transform it into like a real business slash authority site, etc. And uh, and that's really the way the way to go if you want to make uh, money fast. It's, I mean, if you look at the growth of this compared to any other income stream we've had from our sites, it's you know, apart from like things like product reviews that start ranking really fast and have a lot of search volume, uh, which which can make an absolute ton of money as well, um, this is by far the fastest growing and the, the best compromise between fast growth and stable stable income stream. You know. Yeah, exactly, um, and it's quite good as well um, be, because the traffic sources or where the customers are coming from for this product it's more and more diversified um like we said at the start it was just that one one blog post but um throughout this process we've created many more and um you know especially if we get into doing ppc in the future and and, and stuff then it's going to become much more of a, a solid thing and you know if at some point in the future we decided to to sell health ambition say having something like this is hugely valuable um for uh for a business for a website um because it's kind of like a long-term stable source of 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 revenue source of source of income whereas like right? yeah and whereas like you said if you're you know making money doing reviews and uh, or something like like we also do in health ambition um sometimes you know you wake up in the morning and your rankings just tank and uh you know you you, you start losing hundreds of dollars a day compared to before um whereas this is much less likely for that to happen yeah i mean even if one blog post tanked you know we still get emails every day we still make sales it would go a bit down but you know we could buy traffic instead and do a lot of other things and that's why it scales because it's there's many avenues. Like if you're doing things like product reviews, which I know a lot of people listening are doing, you know, apart from hoping to rank in Google, I mean, most product affiliate programs like prohibit you from doing PPC for it. Anyway, it wouldn't be very profitable. Um, and uh, that's basically your only potential source of traffic, you know. Uh, and that's that's why uh, this this is basically I see reviews as as the cherry on the cake, and and this I see it as the cake, you know. Um, and and that's that's how I'm gonna take that, and that's why we're really focused on on building products for our all our businesses, including Authority Hacker is gonna come up soon. 
And um, yeah, it's 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 more tedious, it's more work than just writing a review, but it's also way more stable. So uh, yeah, it's been pretty fun. We're learning a lot, uh, and we're trying to relate that on the podcast. So we hope you guys appreciate. Do you want to add something for the end, Mark? Uh, no, I think we did a pretty good job covering it, and that's almost uh, an hour. So I think we we we, we talked we too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as I said, there is a diagram that shows exactly the um, the, the funnel we're using to convert blog visitors into b- uh, buyers of this ebook. Um, uh, I put it on authorityhacker.com slash product, P-R-O-D-U-C-D. And um, you can go and download it there, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Thanks. All right, guys, there you have it. This is how we took that little blog post, and we're basically able to create a product around it, create more content, and do a lot of content recycling. So it didn't cost us a lot of money. Uh, It took a bit of work, obviously, but... Um, we were able to generate a pretty decent source of passive income. Obviously, um, this is not, you know, going to buy us a Ferrari or anything. Um, but it's absolutely, uh, helping our sites grow. It's giving a quite a bit of cash for health ambition and for us to, to make that site even better. If we were able to repeat the process a dozen times, that would be a pretty nice monthly passive income. So, uh, I hope you can take what we learned, uh, and you can apply it to whatever you're doing in your business, if you have any kind of blog post that's a little bit successful and you haven't done much with it, then we absolutely recommend you follow the same steps because um, that's a process that's very repeatable as long as you have something that has a little bit of traction. You just need to figure out what the people that consume uh, that piece of content want and basically create it for them and create that little sales funnel. So uh, as a reminder, you can uh, go and download the funnel on authorityhacker.com slash product. We'd also appreciate if you take five minutes to, of your time to go and, and review our podcast on iTunes because that's how we gain visibility and that's how we uh, justify the time spent on this podcast. So if you have five minutes, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, more than happy to uh, have a little bit of an email consultation with you guys if you do that. So feel free to drop a review and we'll talk to you later. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.